0: Ghosts are horny. (laughs) Oogie. Revisiting female violence. That could be any of these episodes.
1: I I hate to bring up bugs.
2: (laughs) Once again, I have to bring up bugs. Six quick and easy steps for your common demon summoning. I accept this headcanon.
0: Liberal propaganda. Damn cucks.
2: This is a John Winchester hate zone.
0: Could have had like killer Optimus Prime and he had to be racist. Had to be fucking racist.
2: Presqueeter.
1: Hi and welcome to On the Road with Supernatural, the podcast where we watch and discuss Supernatural episode to episode from the beginning. I'm Jasper Graydon.
0: I'm Jordan Grimm.
1: And I'm Allie. And we'll be your hosts for this Monster of the Week journey through American folklore and Christian mythology.
2: So we learned in this episode, or well, we know in general, that Alistair and Lilith have been good friends for a long time, like from biblical days, and then they reunited in World War II. And obviously, that's a lot to unpack. But I want to know, like, if you were a demon. Who would your be your demon underling? Like who from either your life or history or whatever time would you make as your demon sidekick?
0: Oh, I okay. So I misread this question. I thought we were choosing a demon to be your like a biblical demon to be your demon sidekick. No. So I would are like our demon bestie, and I was gonna choose Leviathan because I think it would just be hilarious mm-hmm. to have like a big whale snake thing just be like my bestie i feel like we'd get in a lot of trouble together Mm.
1: what kind of whale snake shenanigans would you get into
0: oh what would i hijinks would i get in with my whale friend mostly i would just want to write it i would try on like never ending story through hell on the back of leviathan
2: (laughs) i love that that's so
1: fucking weird
0: but I do yeah. know my historic <laughs> demon underling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it would be Leah Michelle from Glee. <gasps> oh my
2: gosh. Glee? Jordan. Glee?
0: Because <laughs> she's supposed to be like an abominable monster <laughs> who is like yeah. evil and impossible to work with. And like she supposedly is like really bad at hazing, but in a really mean way. Like so much is like. Trying to shit in like the wigs of castmates and the Lee, who she was like jealous of. So I just feel like she would be a really good like general of hell.
1: Wow, what the fuck?
0: <laughs> there was a ton of Leah Michelle slander on TikTok, and it's always it- so popular. Yes. I actually came across a video today. Oh god. And um the guy was telling stories about Leah Michelle, and it was really hard to focus on the stories because he was wearing a bedazzled like or like a gold-plated hat that said can I smell your feet and it was all I what could focus fuck? on <laughs> wow but yeah that's pretty much it what about you Allie
2: so I would definitely go with Hemingway because first of all he was crazy um he was allowed to put like machine guns off of his boat uh during a war and shoot at like enemy vessels God, I hate um, him I know he was an alcoholic, but like he knew how to have a good time. So I'm like, if I'm going pure evil, I'm going to have a good time. And he was sexist. So I'm like, what better way to continue to punish him than be a woman in charge of him? Incredible.
0: That is good.
2: <laughs> what about you, Jasper? Um, I'm going fictional,
1: unfortunately, because I was thinking Oscar Wilde, but now I'm like, mm. he's too sweet. I don't think mm-hmm. he would honestly be in hell. But you know who would, even though I think Ew. they're awesome, is Dr. Frankenfurter from Rocky Horror. <laughs> and just to set the Fair. record straight, I would be his underling.
0: Ooh, mm. what a good choice. Especially, like, I don't know if you're in like a weird, like, orgy pit of hell, he'd be like a mm-hmm. really good, like, lord of lust. Cause, like, yeah, he's all about like undercovering people's inhibitions.
1: I know, true, that's what I'm talking about.
0: Well, damn, I want to trade Leah Michelle, she just shits in wigs. <laughs>
1: No, you need Leah Michelle Chaotic true, yeah, Energy. True, true. Think of all the fun you would have shitting in wigs together.
2: Yeah. yeah
0: we yeah. W- would have a lot of fun, and I am full of shit in many ways.
2: Ay. She doesn't deserve you, but you deserve her. Thank you. I don't know if that's any better. <laughs>
1: Today's episode is Season 4, Episode 16, On the Head of a Pin, the one where Sam and Ruby redefine sucking and fucking. <laughs> this episode was written by Ben Adland and directed by Mike Roll, and originally aired on March 19th, 2009.
0: Nice! Here we are!
1: Here we are! Look, Jordan! They remembered the plot!
0: <laughs> they did and they executed a plot and made a episode make a lot of sense and be entertaining
1: i know and there were so many characters and we learned so many things
0: and they even like swerved me in one part which i'll like talk about later <gasps> jordan got swerved it was a light swerve but <laughs> okay this cold open i really liked it was really campy
1: with all the fog and the car alarms and the cops
0: And it's like my favorite woman in white since it's a literal angel. I don't know why I find that so funny.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. I knew you were going to have a fucking field day with that. They were like, what if we like almost perfectly replicated Jessica? Like the pose and the dress and the curly blonde hair and everything. But then also wings.
0: It also wings. I don't know. the wings were so funny. and like, I don't know. that just like kind of reminds me of two thousand and nine because that's what every T-shirt looked like. Was that parking lot? Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> With like the weird cursive font overlay, God, you're so yeah. right. Why was clothing so horrible back then?
0: it was bad.
2: See, I was like take Jessica but make it an album cover like up the saturation. It just Oh my fucking the... god.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also would have come out in 2009. Mhm. Cass is so cute. Mhm. He always looks like He's been blowing his nose a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in yeah. season four and five, for whatever reason, he's always really like pale and the tip of his nose is super red.
2: <laughs> I was gonna say, it always looks like he was, I know he doesn't drive, but like crying on his way in.
0: <laughs> yeah. He probably was. He's going through L- a lot.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: True. All his friends are getting murdered. Mm
2: hmm.
0: He's losing his religion. He's REMing.
1: Yeah. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. An REM yeah,
2: moment. Right.
0: I will bring it up here, just so I don't fixate on it, but his mouth looked really buttholey this episode. Welcome to Cass. Well, it's like the gray filter that they, like, put on, and I know it's really light in this episode, it's not bad, but it makes his lips, like, extra bubblegum pink. Yeah. And then they're, like, just so dry, and I'm just like, did anyone ever, like, read Preacher?
1: Stop it. <laughs> oh,
0: okay, that's all I'll say. <laughs> yeah no he's a very handsome man he's just like that chapstick his, it, needs to he, it would just
1: be too powerful if he had like a glossy dean type makeup going on it would just be too much <laughs> people would die i don't know Jordan. i feel
2: like it looks like they took fucking setting powder and like smeared it on his, his lips, lips. lips yeah they're, they're, so they're doing the, the mcr true no unacceptable <laughs> <laughs>
1: I like that, since we had to lose Pam, apparently, they do spend a lot of time in this episode talking about Pam, or at least in the first act. They're very invested in, like, being upset on her behalf. Or at least Dean I
0: thought this was, like, one of the best scenes of the episode, actually.
1: The car scene?
0: I complain that we get, like, the same level from the boys a lot. And, like, we know this was coming, but... We just had the funeral to see, like, Dean, like, openly grieving. And, like, not Mm -hmm. in a way where he's, like, being secretive or, like, angry to deal with it. He's just, like, exhausted. And, like, life right at this point has literally just won. Like, he is over it. And I don't know. It was really good.
1: Yeah. I think, like, we get a lot of lip service to Dean just being, like, tired He's always talking about how tired he is ever since season two. <laughs> Poor little man. But he's he just also just seems really done. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't even care. He doesn't even care enough to fight about Ruby.
0: Yeah, I just like it was to me an example of like showing instead of telling for once. Like we were mm. really seeing through the characters. It was very visible what was going on.
1: Totally agree. And then Sam is just like detached as ever. Not that I think he doesn't care, but they deal with things so differently.
0: Especially, like, Sam had a pretty close bond with Pam. I would imagine, though, like, he probably wouldn't want to talk about her too much because she did kind of drop a bomb on him the last thing she said mm-hmm. to him.
1: Right, yeah. So. I, I think it's just such a bummer that we don't get to really see what he thinks about that whole situation mm-hmm. because I feel like, based on the interactions they've had, Sam is clearly her favorite. <laughs> out of the two of them I don't know I feel like there's something to explore there
0: no I agree
1: another continuity thing that I think is really cool is that when they get to the motel that they're going to Dean immediately like picks a fight with Uriel about like you know what do you want from me kind of stuff and also being angry on account of Pam but like, it feels like it picks up directly from the conversation he has with Tessa at the end of the previous episode. And he's like, yeah, yeah you know what? About that, da-da-da.
0: That's true. It does flow really well. This The last episode, even though, like, we didn't feel that strongly about it, like, it did set up this episode really, really well.
1: Right, exactly. Teed up the little ball. Mm-hmm. So Ben Edland could go, whee!
0: Do I think the episode had to suffer to do this? No, I think it still could have been good and effective, but I'm happy we got this episode.
1: Yes, so good.
0: Also, in this scene, I'm under the impression here immediately that this is going to be a Dean episode. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's really, I mean, there is a lot to learn about Dean in this episode, but I wouldn't call it a Dean episode. It's Mm Cass. It's a Cass episode, yeah. Yeah. It's
1: Cass. <laughs>
0: and it's like our first Cass episode, right? It
1: is. It is. I love wow. it so much. Like, I feel like we're so focused on him the whole time. Even in this scene, like, yeah, they're like arguing with Uriel or whatever, but the camera is so tight, like just super mm-hmm. up close on um, Cass and Dean talking to each other. Yeah
0: it's good can
1: you see how there's jokes about this (laughs) like every scene with the two of them is just like they're an inch from each other's faces or the camera makes it feel like they are
0: also like i get the dean being a bottom thing because like not only is it like a personality thing but seriously how often Cass appears behind dean (laughs) Are they talk to each other where Mm. Dean is in front and Castiel is standing? They really like Mm -hmm. to pose them like that. It's weird. A lot. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I am going to let you know right now that they make a joke about that in a future season. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. (laughs) And you're going to not find it funny in the moment. (laughs) No. (laughs) You're going to be like, that was so dumb. (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh
2: yeah I love how in this like with this being a cast episode it's kind of like we've upped the saturation like everything is more intense than it's been in a while too especially kind of how almost vicious Dean and Sam both are like it really shows the evils of humanity I think more than it does in an episode not from Cass's perspective
1: yeah definitely that's a good point I also think there's something to be said for how it's um, positioning, like, heaven and hell as equals Mm -hmm. in terms of Mm -hmm. evilness. Yeah. Yeah. Like, given what we know of Dean at the end of this episode and, you know, how how much Sam is involved in demon stuff, they are, like, here very obviously posited as, like, stand-ins either realm and like literal good and evil but they're both being horrible
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah i feel like uriel has such a good line in this um you have even met the man there is no will there is no wrath no god like oh god that's yeah. such a devastating line man that
1: goes hard there's so many fucking banger lines in this episode mhm uriel had some good ones I'm always sad to see yeah. him go. He's such a good character.
0: I like Uriel.
1: Like, what would a plot arc about, like, a defected faction of angels trying to raise Lucifer have looked like, you know? Mm-hmm. I, like, I like to think about it. Yeah.
0: It would just be cool to see the faction, but then also, like, I don't know, we can have, like, another shapeshifter moment, but instead it's, like, an angel. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, that whole Cylon-type thing going on. We love Something, a little yeah. bit of intrigue. I get why, like, they don't do it, because then they would have to pull back a little bit from their monster of the week, like, a serialized kind of thing. But, like, I feel like they Mm -hmm. could still do that within the realms of having angels as a villain. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Definitely. And I feel like they bring everyone back. Like, Uriel has some killer lines. I would love to have seen him again. Give us a dumb reason. They give us more stupid reasons for bringing the boys back. Right. Plus, Uriel
1: is the funniest angel in the garrison. True. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> what other crazy humor could he have bestowed upon us <laughs> if he had not died too soon?
0: Oh, this was the swerve. I uh, I thought Anna was probably the one killing the angels because, you know, mm. um, in this universe, women are dumb bitches who deserve <laughs> to get punished.
1: Right. I think they, they set you up to think that. Yeah. And... Even if it wasn't like, oh, who is the odd one out here who could be doing this? Mm -hmm. Like if that on its own isn't enough, like having her appear like Mm -hmm. while Dean is doing the torturing is very much a purposeful move to be like, oh, it's her because she's distracting them. But yeah, and, and with the way they costume her, you know, like a like a Castiel, but she has a black coat like, you know. It's if you're gonna get God, that feels like the swerve to get
0: you. True.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say, um, I like. I'm sad we never got a Uriel and Alistair pairing because they would be a chaotic but fun, like yeah. good cop bad cop type of energy. But both are terrible. Um, but then I realized that kind of just is, oh my gosh, the other show. With demons and angels. Good omens. Yeah, that really pretty much is good omens. <laughs> okay, except
1: that Aziraphale is like the most adorable little bean and just wants to eat sushi <laughs> and drink tea. And Uriel True. is like trying to <laughs> smite people on mass and like
2: Lucifer. Yeah. So you just get the evil version of that, <laughs> or the non-evil. Oh you would God. have the evil version. <laughs>
0: Could you imagine, though, not only a faction of angels, but a faction of demons and angels working together to, like, Ooh. get Lucifer back on the earth? Mm-hmm.
1: Pretty nuts. Cool. It would be Love so it. interesting.
0: But, oh, well, we, it's a good episode. I won't bite a gift horse in the mouth or whatever the saying is.
1: <laughs> gift. I think it's look. Yeah, I don't know how often you're biting horses, but I, you know, I wouldn't recommend it. They're pretty big and pretty easy, easy to startle. Yeah, especially in the mouth. Yeah, what the fuck? You do you. I love how much Cass is immediately obsessed with Dean.
0: Well, especially, like, I don't know. It's just, like, he's so aware, too, of what they're asking of Dean. Yeah, for him well, because like, he saw it. Because he was yeah. there.
1: Ugh. And and I think that's why Dean is so focused on him. It's not just because, like, Uriel's being an asshole and there was, like, a, an already established, you know, sort of dynamic. But I think he's like, hey, you get it, right? <laughs> Remember? <laughs> Like the line that really fucking kills me every time is like I I know like the the humans in my in my charge and then specifying you, like that's pretty intense. But from the way they like one up it right after where he's like, I would give anything not to have you do this. I'm like, bro <laughs> I don't know. It's just so much when like most of their interactions have been pretty surface level and pretty frustrating mm. for all parties
2: yeah a
1: lot in a good way just to be clear like oh uh, the affection the compassion <laughs>
0: oh yeah they start off strong I don't know it's just like Casio doesn't even have many lines here mm-hmm. and it's still so palpable I enjoy it
1: yeah and I think part of that is like the camera like i had mentioned before being like super close in on his face and it helps that i think misha is a very good face actor like even while specifically playing this character to have muted emotion and you know maybe it's even that it's that like he's so like stoic most of the time that when he's not being that way it's extra there's an extra oomph
2: Mm -hmm. yeah and i think oh my gosh i don't know people who aren't obsessed with each other who stare at each other for that fucking long without blinking yeah for real
1: it is intense yeah and like maybe it's just like a neurodivergence thing on my part but like eye contact makes me very uncomfortable (laughs) even if i am comfortable with a person So Mm -hmm. like whenever they have these scenes together where they're just like staring, they're not even saying anything. They're just looking. (laughs) I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) yeah it's a lot it is but i i love it absolutely absolutely a lot again in a good way it's so much
2: and i feel like it matches like this is literally maybe the end of the world um so i feel like it, it makes sense when it's a show where there's not that at stake i'm kind of like why the fuck are you that into someone like with this there's so much at stake that i feel like the emotions are more justifiable yeah
1: absolutely it's like everything is heightened.
2: Mhm.
1: Man though. Ugh, oh, the the humans in my charge. You, not Sam. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Sorry.
0: No, no, it's good. <laughs> I love the idea of Dean having to do this torture for the angels though. Mm-hmm. I thought that was such like an intelligent plot device. Yeah. It was evil but fun.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. And the actor who plays Alistair in who who played Alistair in the previous episode is back for this one, um, Christopher Heyerdahl, And he is just so disgusting and creepy and like mm-hmm. he is so good at making weird gargling noises. <laughs> like mm-hmm. what the fuck? Yeah. Ugh. Like, it, it really grosses me out in, like, a good way. Um, Like, all of his weird, like, singing cheek-to-cheek and then calling Dean daddy's little girl and, like, all this what? stuff. Like, oh my god. Like, all this nasty, like, sexual vibes going on. It's so awful. I hate it. I know we briefly mentioned in... S- some episode before this in the season that it seems like there's some implicit sexual drama and i've like this is definitely a moment of doubling down on that for me yeah ooh, it's so gross
0: they did a good job with that i don't know the whole torture sequence also um i don't know the way that dean was acting during this was kind of interesting to me because he was so like I thought the way that Dean is usually portrayed by Jensen Ackles, like the emotions usually a lot more strong.
1: Yeah. But Mm. it was like
0: really controlled and subdued. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was really interesting to see.
1: Yeah.
2: It It was like he was suppressing a lot. Yeah. And he was so good at it, like way too good at this. Obviously that's alluding to him being in hell and torturing people, but it's like, cold and sterile is how he feels when he moves about it yeah
1: i think cold is a good descriptor especially because like you know he talks about it even in this scene we know that Mm -hmm. he fantasizes about revenge Mm -hmm. but he he's like icy it's like he doesn't even enjoy this moment that he has been ostensibly looking forward to
0: to me it was like a I think they were at least trying to make it seem like a little ambiguous whether he was really enjoying this or he was like dreading it, which I kind of liked. Mm. Yeah. And you're kind of left to decide.
1: I definitely come away with a feeling of both. Yes. Especially because of like what he says to Cass, where he's like, I go in there, you're not gonna like who comes out.
2: Ugh, the one liners in this are fucking amazing. I know.
1: Oh. It's like fire every time someone opens their mouth.
2: It's crazy, too, how they're ramping up so much sooner for the end of the season than in in previous seasons, which also builds this takes. Because last time it was like they kind of fuck about until like two, three episodes. Like, this is like six episodes before. It really feels like they're building to something more than they had. Very, very large. Yeah, I agree. Especially, I think,
1: in season two... That was mm-hmm. one where it really just felt like all of a sudden we were dropped into the finale.
2: <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. Yes. Yes. Here we
1: are. <laughs> so since we've talked about Dean's sort of backslide and like all those bad vibes there, can we get into Sam and Ruby? Jordan, I really want to know yeah. how you felt about all of that.
0: I um, didn't realize that like getting stronger was literally him continuing to ingest demon blood yeah I thought was really interesting there's so much to break down there first like I can't help but think of like old vampires and yeah. um the way they did it but also like how they kind of swerved you like you thought they were going to like have sex and then did that and like I don't know in a way it's like kind of the same which gave me like very y vibes yeah which I absolutely like. also like it's now like this whole time, like, we've, I've been like, you know, why don't they just let him do it? Like, what is he doing that's so bad? But, like, this obviously seems like something that's pretty malicious.
1: Yeah, it seems pretty yeah. not good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's really interesting that he's engaging in this act of like vampirism essentially. After his long term nemesis, kind of, was Gordon, who was like historically like a vampire hunter specifically, and then went after Sam. So it seems like fitting that what he's doing is uh, drinking blood. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, plus it's kind of ironic, too, because he literally, like, saw the downfall of Gordon. Yeah. And, like, he's now, like, embarking on that same path. Yeah. By becoming what he's trying to kill. Yeah, I, I have some interesting ideas about it. I'll save it for my predictions, but... Ooh, I'm excited for predictions.
2: I love it, and I feel like we don't do it, maybe not enough in TV shows. Like, the idea of someone who becomes what they fought against but is able to justify it to themselves yeah i love that type of corruption storyline and i i think it works really well here with sam and we finally get more to like sam's story yeah absolutely i think like having this tension of not
1: really exactly knowing what's going on and then having it revealed like this i don't know like i i I almost wish that they had revealed this sooner. Like, I wish that more of, like, the Sam and Dean Mm. fighting over demon powers and whatever and trust had happened sooner so this moment could happen, like, closer to episode 11 or 12. You know what I mean? Because of that reason. Like, I think this is so fucking interesting. I want to get in his head. (laughs) I'm like, let me in there.
2: (laughs) It's so good. Yeah. And it didn't have to be like that long ago. I I feel like it was almost a missed opportunity to understand Sam as a character and um, what he's dealing with. Cause otherwise we just get Sam. Who's always like, Oh Dean. And kind of the like annoying little brother. Right. Definitely.
1: And I think like it definitely makes a rewatch interesting. Like, Mm-hmm. Watching season four, knowing what is going on with him is like a little bit heartbreaking because you're like, ah, <laughs> Sam, no, <laughs> Um, especially considering that like his arguments are sound like it makes mm-hmm. perfect sense that he would convince himself that this was a good idea sidebar that i love that they showed ruby casting a spell
0: yeah because she was a witch before she was a demon so
1: underutilized so underutilized
0: it's so cool and like we still don't know a lot about magic in this universe too and i have a feeling that they're probably never gonna really explain it yeah so i don't know it's interesting
1: i just think it's cool i just think it's neat I want more witch stuff. I want Ruby to do witch stuff.
0: Yes. And Sam. I want Sam to be a witch. Hell yeah. It's just like something like... Ruby was in this episode so little. Like, she only got like maybe one, two scenes. But like, they utilized her so well. Oh my god.
1: She was so good. Like, all her expressions were so good. I love when they're like talking about like... Ruby's like, "Oh yeah, I know you don't want Dean to go all tortury." And he's like, "No, I'm like he's not capable of doing stuff." And Ruby's like, "Oh, it's just all it's all so good." And like her her attitude when she's like letting him drink the blood like, "Oh, well, I guess." Like kind of teasing him and like petting his hair. Oh. <laughs> I love
0: it. Oh, it's good. I like that wicked smile she had when Sam was drinking her blood. Yeah. They're like kind of trying to let you know not to trust Ruby right now, which I'm like, kind of here for even though i do wish she could just be part of the main cast i'm like if they're gonna make her a villain just do it well
2: right exactly this was a time where like making it weirdly sexual worked well oh yeah because like they have such a strange relationship that when they throw in sexual things in other moments in the show i feel like it's cringy or it doesn't feel appropriate but here like yeah make it really weird like it's the perfect time for that
1: absolutely and i think like Obviously, Jared and Genevieve have a lot of chemistry and that does help. But I think like there's just something about their scenes together that's so like intense. I I can't not be drawn to them as like a ship like they're just so fucked up and weird and i love them (laughs)
0: yeah i think it's kind of interesting too that with sam like the idea of consent and kind of like how his sexual autonomy can be taken away from him by demons a lot i know that was a big thing with like meg um and then also just like the random like advances he gets all the time from random people but like he's always like no arms length. and then the one time like he does like give himself into it He has taken advantage of. It's pretty interesting.
1: Pretty devastating, (laughs) to be honest. Devastating, to be sure. (sighs)
0: Interesting.
1: Interesting, to be sure. Interesting. (laughs) Anna appears not to. Oh, go ahead, Jordan. Yeah,
0: no, that's just what I was about to say. I was happy to see Anna back.
1: Yeah, oh my gosh, right? I, I love that she just, like, she has no reason to be there. She's just, like, <laughs> she just shows up to stir the fucking pot. She's like, Psst, Cass, want to hear about my goddess fake conspiracy theory?
0: <laughs> I love Anna. I don't know what it is about her, but she just, I like her. I think a big part of it is that she, like, shows up to try and guide castiel into like kind of seeing what she's seeing yeah and then when he like asks her about it she's like hey you ain't my responsibility (laughs) oh my god right (laughs) that scene was so good it (gasps) was i love her i liked this first scene too
1: i yeah i was really interested in like the use of physical affection from her. And like, obviously, you know, she spent a lot of time being a human. So she has that going on. But what really interests me is that she thought it could work to help uh Cass listen to her. And it did. That That's what really gets me.
0: Poor touch starved Cass.
1: Oh, oh, oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> little baby.
0: <laughs> well, I like the idea that like, so obviously she was so drawn to humanity that she fell from heaven. yeah, and she can like see that humanity kind of reflected in someone who isn't human. Mm-hmm. I find that to be really interesting. I find it to be very interesting about Cass's mm-hmm. character in general. Yeah, I thought this was a really fun scene. Yeah,
1: and there's like the implication that the catalyst and like the origin point of the humanity that he is now experiencing is Dean. And that's like a connection that they share, Mm -hmm. Cass and Anna.
0: Oh yeah, because she bumped Dean's ugly and Cass is going to.
2: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) And
2: I like how like unnerving she looks. Like she always looks a little unhinged because she's trying to figure things out. And like just the actress looks a little striking. I agree. I think it's like
1: she has extremely big eyes.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And all of her other features are pretty narrow, so mm-hmm. so it like looks like she's like fucking capital L looking <laughs> at all times.
0: Oh, my God, I just forgot how fucking awkward that sex scene was that she had with Dean with, like, the one, like, little hand stroking against the inside of the foggy car window. Did you
1: see the video that she did of, like, replicating what it was like to film that?
0: No. Oh, my God.
1: It's so funny. I'll I'll find it for you. I feel like I retweeted it on the podcast account. But literally, she was just, Mm -hmm. like, by herself in the back of the car, like, Mm -hmm. making the car bounce and then smacked her (laughs) hand on the window (laughs) (laughs)
2: oh my gosh i love that
0: i really like that actress i was really surprised that she wasn't Mm -hmm. in like any seasons of the boys
2: oh i could see her fitting well there yeah i i honestly i have no idea what
1: else she's been doing Mm -hmm. i probably should have looked into that at some point (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) Shortly after this is Alistair's little truth bomb for Dean.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. When he was, like, trying to spit that out and Dean just, like, poured a bunch of salt down his mouth. I found that so funny. (laughs) I don't know why. Yeah.
1: I think, like, part of it is that actor making the fucking gurgling noises. I swear to God.
0: (laughs) Yes. No, it was so good. He's really good at that. (laughs)
2: oh <laughs> that and that actor too looks so unnerving like he looks i don't even know what he could play any like supernatural creature like just put like a, a toupee on him and he'll be a uh, bigfoot Yeah, definitely. He just has something weird about him in a good way. He's got like cryptid energy, kind of
1: like um, kind of like Willem Dafoe, you know.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. he would have been really good in like the cast of Twin Peaks. Oh
1: my god, you're so right. What the fuck?
2: I love that.
1: Wow, that was like a brain blast moment. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, back to Supernatural. So Dean started the apocalypse.
0: It was so devastating.
2: His little chin quivering. <sighs> oh. <laughs> little man. And I feel like the father trauma is so fucking deep here. Like, he can't even escape it from his days in hell. They're like, oh, well, your dad lasted, but you can't. Oh my god, right? Jesus Christ. Just give him a break, please.
0: <laughs> I also hated them using the term righteous to...
2: Mm.
0: I guess, uh, gosh, I'm so glad I've actually freaked John. I forgot his name. That felt good. Ah! Yes! Um. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, honestly, yeah, he was a self-righteous asshole.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes! Go off, Jordan!
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't, it was really devastating. And, like, the fact that, like, Dean was like, no, it's not true. But he knew. He knew it was true.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, and they made, like, a se- early as season two, they made such a big deal about, like, Like, wanting Dean in hell, and not, like, we're we're not even willing to let Sam take his place. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. And, like, now you find out why.
1: Right. And then on top of that, it's like, if you think back, the one thing that made Azazel agree to let John trade places with, uh, with Dean at the end of season one, or the beginning of season two was going to hell himself and then mm. like alistair's remark mm. about like it was supposed to be your father it's like oh uh, <laughs> like they've really been doing this since season one that's why they yeah. were so obsessed with john like all the demons were so obsessed with john in the first season
0: and yeah that is some good writing i wish they would have given a little bit more tidbits to it throughout yeah. the series that would have yeah. been really fun yeah yeah
1: It's like I feel like you know when we were talking in season two about how like in retrospect when you learn what John had said to Dean on his like deathbed or whatever you're like oh wow that's really intense and like Mm -hmm. thinking about Dean dealing with all of that retrospectively for like nine episodes they really liked t- to have you think retrospectively. <laughs> but I, yeah, I do wish sometimes it was like a little more in the moment too. Gimme give gimme give something to grab mm-hmm. onto, guy.
0: Mm-hmm. I think this is when like Alistair like breaks out, right?
1: Yeah, pretty much mm-hmm. right here, yeah. And there has been like throughout the episode till this point, like a couple of moments where they show you. That the the leak is breaking, like, the devil's trap. Which, okay, actually, we haven't talked about that whole setup yet. And I just got to say, I think it's hilarious that instead of putting him on a, um, shoot, what is the X cross called? I forget.
2: I don't know the name, but I know what you mean.
1: X cross.
2: It, it's like, like a standing thing, right? St.
1: Andrew's cross. Oh. Yes. So so it's sort of positioned like a St. Andrew's cross. But instead of that, it's literally a star of David. And then it has a weird, like, slightly rotated star of David on the inside of that. (laughs) And Cass is like, yeah, I made this devil's trap. There's no way it would break. Also, I wrote it in Old Enochian.
0: (laughs) That made me be like, is there a new Enochian?
2: I feel like what crafts are they teaching you in heaven, Cass? Like what summer camp did you go to to learn to build this? Uh,
1: whatever the the angelic equivalent of science camp is. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Also, I'm like, come on. Like, we've learned that salt is no good. Start using paint. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I think it might have been chalk, but still. I
0: don't know, like, put some hairspray over it, maybe. <laughs>
1: yeah. <literally laughs> some try some kind of sealant. They're out mm-hmm. there, like, putting clear nail polish down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that probably take a lot of time, but work.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I love when Cass busts in to save Dean, even though he gets like beat up and overpowered really fast. I'm still like, yeah, he's so cool. Sunglasses emoji. <laughs> yeah.
0: There's something about Alistair I just really like. It's like he knows he's overpowered. He has nothing like his cards are completely shown and he just does not give a shit even till his dying moment. For real. <laughs> I love it. I love, like, mm-hmm. his
1: dialogue during, like, the fight with Cass. He's like, I really wish I knew how to kill you guys. You're so annoying.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And all, like, the weird, like, animally growly sort of noises mm-hmm. he makes while fighting. Like, man, this actor is so good. I'm fucking obsessed with him.
2: I was looking into Alistair because I was really curious what he's based on. Oh, yeah. Because, like, everything in this is based on something. Right, right. So when I was looking into it, there's no definitive, but there are, like, two guesses people have. It could be based on Alistair Crawley, which we've talked about before. Right, right. I know we brought him up because he was the famous um he was in the into the cult. He had basically a sex cult. Yeah, the uh, um, super Hermetic Order of the
1: Golden Dawn. Well, that was him, right? Yes. yes. Yeah.
2: Yes. yes. And, and so it could be based on this, but he wasn't like as purely evil as Alistair is in this. And if you look up the name Alistair, it comes from the name Alexander. Oh. So, I thought it would be interesting if this were potentially referring to Alexander the Great. Oh shit. Yeah. And and thinking of like if it came around the year like 0, it would check out timeline because he was in the 300s BC. And and notoriously one of the things Alexander did uh really effectively was spread religion and obviously this is pre-christian um and he specifically would go around and he would adapt to whatever different gods were in the area and would like build trends and participate and that's how he he really built up such like a cultivated like following was because he was willing to accept all different gods and like spread local gods instead of um forcing one on so i thought that was interesting it be it's a very like unchristian thing because of the idea of a god versus if it's any god you can accept any like the many
1: right well and then even to consider alistair's very tiny dialogue moment of it's a religious thing talking about the apocalypse Mm. or whatever very cool Yeah.
2: yeah i don't know enough about alexander the great to say if he'd be in heaven or hell well i mean he was like
1: a fucking warlord
2: so (laughs) yeah (laughs) so we might be able to assume (laughs) it's not looking good for him i'll say no
0: (laughs) yeah plus then he colonized like a ton of africa
2: yeah (laughs) but also like he's a white man in history so like
1: (laughs) setting the trend we know it's
2: gonna be bad in some capacity (laughs)
1: yeah oof so on a lighter note (laughs) Is anyone else sort of like when men or I guess anybody on TV are when they're like filthy or like covered in blood, and like slightly beaten up. Am I the only one who's like suddenly you're a lot more attractive, even if they're already <laughs> attractive? I'm like, why is this doing it for me?
2: I know what you mean. It really like Dean
1: in this scene, like after and or during while Alistair is like beating the shit out of him and choking him and stuff, mm-hmm. I'm like <sighs> What that mouth do, though?
0: <laughs> but that could be me.
1: <laughs> like Jensen Ackles is already so
2: pretty. I'm just like, why are mm. you so
1: hot like that?
2: <laughs> I don't know. I feel in this show too, they have such good, like, strong overhead lighting of dark scenes, yeah, which make like these, like, the jawline even more and like more dramatic, which makes them even when they're grimy, right, not look bad. I don't know. I like the grime.
1: It's the grime. Something Uh-oh, about I the grime, grime and the blood <laughs> in and of itself. I'm like, mm, yeah. That might be something to unpack. (laughs) You know, it's probably nothing. Yeah, same for, like, Cass, And, like, honestly, even Alistair. He's a creepy looking dude, but I don't know. He, like, covered in his
2: own blood and spit. There's something going on. I feel like, uh, especially for Cass, when he had, like, the one blood drop down his forehead. Like, side of his head.
1: Yeah, there were oh, definitely she, some she like glamour honest. shots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were like, "Ooh, look how pretty Misha Collins
2: is with this one red line down his face." <laughs> <laughs> and his like blue accent in the suit—it worked so fucking well. It's so good. It's so good. We'd love I to see it.
0: Also, oh, then Sam shows up to save the day.
1: Yeah, after his freaky little driving sequence with the, the dilated pupils.
0: Oh, yeah, because he's like blood crazed. Because he's Demon like blood. demony
1: y and the black eyes, kind of, but not all the way.
0: <laughs> I do like that it's like you actually now can see like what he's been working towards. Right. Mm,
1: right. Oh, man, he's so proud of himself, too. It's kind of
0: fucked up. <laughs> it is. I'm just happy. I'm like, yes, do something with Sam. Make him fucked up and crazy. I hope we can marinate in this a little bit, too.
1: The way he's like, now I can kill.
0: Okay! <laughs> <laughs> Castiel doesn't seem to have a really strong reaction to Sam doing this. Really? I thought his reaction was super strong. I Like, because he doesn't
1: express, like concern or fear very much i feel like but he's like whoa (laughs) i don't know you you can go ahead Uh, like obviously you're seeing something different than me
0: yeah well yeah i guess i just haven't been exposed to castiel as much as a character that's fair but um yeah he uh it it, it didn't seem like all or shock he just was kind of like what the fuck i kind of wonder though if sam can do it to angels too Yeah, because the way angels die is so similar to demons, like the effects they use and stuff. It'd be cool. Do it. Yeah. exercise an angel.
2: I kind of agreed with you, Jordan. Like he did not look as shocked as I thought he would, and I think that was because I I feel like Cass has always known some shits up with Sam. Like he's always been suspicious. So I saw it more of his sitting back and being like, "Well." I, I was right <laughs> like
1: what the fuck but also we've been new but also
2: <laughs> yeah didn't I call it like I feel like that's what he's expressing in that
1: right do you think that he knew that Sam was already drinking Ruby's blood I
0: think so yeah yeah mm-hmm. because I
1: kind of got the sense that like what with the dialogue echoes of like you have to stop Mm -hmm. it Mm. which was like a major thing and like the time travel episode yeah that that was was, something he always knew and like ceasing your extracurricular activities and things like that that he had said earlier in the season
0: oh yeah he definitely knew them because like that's the only context i could see that making sense in and Mm -hmm. i'm guessing pam knew as well
1: yeah oh poor pam She used her dying breath to tell him to cut it out. And he didn't listen. (laughs) To be fair, though, they would have been a little bit fucked if he didn't show (laughs) up and get rid of Alistair.
0: I think about that all the time. I'm just like, when I'm watching this, I'm like, y'all, Sam is out here doing it.
1: Like, is it freaky? Is it weird? Is it probably not great? Uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. but also like how many times would they have been fucked over if sam wasn't Mm -hmm. like all right i'm doing it
0: yeah because even the dagger wasn't like enough on him right like their trump card so
1: like still can you blame him
2: i'm also here for morally gray in the apocalypse definitely it's the fucking apocalypse if not then when exactly
1: I think more than, like, the powers or anything, it's honestly his, like, attitude and demeanor that I find the Mm -hmm. most, like, uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Like, so in the siren episode, he's, like, all hopped up on siren juice when he's, like, telling (laughs) Dean how much better than him he is. Mm -hmm. But then he is, like, totally sober, just like, yeah, it's a fact that I'm better than Dean to Ruby. And I'm like... (laughs) it's freaky
0: yeah oh I thought the next scene was going to be the last scene of the episode and it wasn't and I was very pleasantly surprised
1: yeah even I like watching this again I was like oh yeah there's more after this
0: it was it was good
1: (laughs) poor Cass's little journey like snapping at Anna before him being like get out of here with your crazy theories and then being like oh no what if heaven is the problem to Uriel (laughs) and then having to talk to Anna again and be like I'm sorry I think you were right actually (laughs) poor baby
0: I really like what we learn about the overarching plot though from this Mm -hmm. yeah because they kind of make you believe that like Dean and Sam were like chosen by God Mm -hmm. and like here it's like the angels aren't in direct contact with God Like, they have to have faith in the same way that humans do, which is so interesting to me. And then the fact that, like, Anna kind of, like, brings up this point, like, do you think this is what God would actually want? Like, she's a fallen angel who might be trying to find God's path. I don't think that's done a lot in media.
1: Yeah, 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. Fallen angel who is actively trying to do what God might want. Pretty crazy.
0: Especially, like, she literally had to, like, find her own grace. Yeah. Like, oh, the word they use for power. And then, like, she gets it, but she's still trying to find it. Now, in a metaphorical sense, I just, I like Anna. She's an interesting character to me.
1: She's so cool. So hyped for this. Anna love. She has some pretty banger lines in this conversation as well. I love when Cass is like, for the first time, I feel, and she goes... It's like straight up, it gets worse.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like Some girl true. <laughs>
1: yeah. And her whole like think for yourself hair
2: swish.
0: <laughs> I just love that idea. She's like, come to my side, like you're doing things wrong. And he's like, yeah, like what? And she's like, um, I thought my job. <laughs> figure it out Yes, that's some Virgo energy right there
2: <laughs> it is the season or it's almost the season for that
1: it's getting close getting close I love Uriel's rant about how great Lucifer is <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's so hot He's so hot and he
1: has such big muscles and he stands up for (laughs) us against daddy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like kind of related to Uriel in this. Yes! (laughs) Maybe it's partially because like these, whenever characters are like, we probably should wipe out humanity, it's pretty awful. I'm like, yeah it is. Honestly. (laughs) Like
1: most of the shit that happens to mm-hmm. us. We kind of did ourselves. True.
0: Yeah, true.
1: I guess that's Absolutely. not very charitable. It's it's like a handful of rich people always. That's like in the entirety of human history, but.
0: True. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: if we're going to be reductive.
0: Is this the first time the show is letting us know, like, yes, Lucifer is real and he's a threat? Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I think, I think so. so.
0: I think he's been mentioned in name, but.
1: Yeah, but they've just been kind of like oh what the devil <laughs> like not yeah. not very serious okay. like the demons believing in lucifer like humans believing in god and like stuff like that
0: i like that uriel like i thought he was gonna be this like self-righteous hand of justice who was either mm-hmm. gonna fall under his own hubris yeah. Or um, have to end up accepting something new. But I like that he was just, like, a prissy little um, Lucifer <laughs> fan. Yeah. It yes. was a fun swerve.
1: He was just, like, a little Lucifer simp. And, like, good for him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm gonna miss Uriel. He was a good character. Seriously. Such, such a good character.
2: And, like, I love how, I mean... Uh, One thing we don't think about a lot in this is, like, they would have known him. At least, I'm assuming all angels are from about the same time. Like, Lucifer would still have connections. So that's something that I feel like doesn't get brought out a lot that I like that they're starting to.
1: Yeah. I'm very compelled by the idea that Lucifer and Uriel and whatever angels Uriel... Um, converted to his cause are so invested in this idea of like angelic perfection and yet so clearly they are not perfect themselves. I just like to think about it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah I do like that and I like how it might have taken them longer but they're they're finally like giving into the hubris that they would typically associate with, like, humanity. Right. I also
1: think is notable that Uriel has always, since his character was introduced, talked shit on humans, <laughs> like, every time. Like, yeah. as much as he could. And then it turns out mm-hmm. he was putting his money where his mouth was at. And, like, when you think about people who are, like, out here in real life, like, throwing slurs and stuff, I, I just am, I feel like it's an artistic representation of the fact that, like, when people tell you who they are, you should believe them.
2: <laughs> like, Absolutely. like from
1: the first time we saw him, he was like, yeah, fuck humans, what the fuck do I care? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, like, this almost, almost is not a surprise at all.
0: True. True. Also, not a surprise that he didn't live very long since he was a black man in the supernatural universe. I
1: know. I was going to say, it's like hilarious to me that you were like slight swerve because you thought it was going to be Anna. But no, it's like they hate black men more than they hate women generally. (laughs) Fucked. To pick up on a thought that I began earlier being sort of uncomfortable with Sam's general attitude and like demeanor as much as earlier in the episode it kind of disturbs me I think towards the end when you see him at Dean's like bedside in the hospital and he is so clearly like concerned And like, you know, the the character that we're used to. I think that's a comforting and grounding Mm -hmm. contrast.
0: No, I agree. And then it's kind of weird we get that contrast with Sam because Dean, his character in this episode has been so linear. Like he was emotionally bruised. Now he's physically bruised. And now he is physically and emotionally bruised.
1: Poor baby. (laughs) My little peanut. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, this final scene with him and Castiel was just really good.
1: I guess I'm not the man either of our fathers wanted me to be. Ah!
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then when he's like, I can't do it. It's not like he's like, I'm just not strong enough. Oh.
1: hmm. Yeah. Echoing Sam's remarks about him earlier in the episode like his belief in himself is so low Mm -hmm.
0: when it's like really weird to see dean give up too because like he's so staunchly with like whatever we can do we have to do it
2: right it's so sad watching Cass. like he can't say that dean's wrong like that's what really hurts about this scene is he just kind of has to sit there because it's like yeah you did break the seal and this did happen like there's no lying to make it easier right and like the fact that he still tries to comfort
1: him too even Mm -hmm. though he is clumsy at it and doesn't really know how he's like well it's not your fault it's just like fate like it's just destiny like it's not in your control like you didn't Mm -hmm. do anything and then even just the act of staying there, when often he just teleports away,
2: mm-hmm.
1: he just sits in his discomfort so that Dean isn't alone.
2: Mm-hmm. Ah!
1: Actively holding back tears, <laughs>
2: <laughs> truly. And poor
1: Dean is like trying so hard to preserve a little bit of dignity. Like he he makes the effort to turn away and cry. Instead of just crying.
2: Let me hold you. (laughs) I do like where this episode ends with... And by like, I mean it hurts. But I I enjoy that there's no solution. And it is kind of like a a total standstill of Dean being like, you've got to find someone else for this. And neither of them knowing what to do with that. Because there's no one else who can do it. Yeah, I, I think...
1: And we've talked about this before, but I think the quiet end to an episode is mm-hmm. something they do really well. Mm-hmm. It's so good here. Yeah. It's like there there's just nothing else to say. <laughs> so <Yeah>. that's it.
0: <laughs> Does anyone have any like finishing thoughts about this episode?
1: Mm-mm. I'm good. <laughs> Speaking of that's it. <laughs> womp womp. Mom, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I guess, you know, fan fiction is always fun to talk about, right? Let's do it. Yeah. And you know what? Now that we've reached this episode and all of this season's secrets are out, everyone had better send me their favorite season four AUs for me to Mm. bring up on the podcast because I feel like now that we're getting into season four and then next season during season five it's gonna open so many doors of au Mm -hmm. thick that I can share or canon divergence I suppose would be more accurate the one I picked today is a dean character study because I just want to marinate in the emotional pain (laughs) it's called unrelentingly in view by ao 3 user a good soldier a underscore good underscore soldier um the summary is pretty short it's dean winchester is a body and his body has been saved or five times a stranger saw dean winchester after hell and one time someone else did so this is a five plus one which i think is actually a really good format just like for narrative in general and in the author's note they mention specifically that the timeline isn't really clear and then it doesn't really matter but mm-hmm. it's sort of between 410 and just after 416 so it's mm-hmm. kind of the perfect spot to be reading it it is rated m it's not a slash fic it's just gen because it's a character study there is there is destiel listed here but it's not really centered on that bobby is also a character who pops up and there's some ocs additional tags include pov outsider hell trauma season 4 violence guilt season 4 episode 16 on the head of a pin season 4 episode 10 heaven and hell, season 4 episode 15 death takes a holiday Character study, Dean Winchester centric, self harm, and five plus one things. Um, this one's also relatively short. It's just about seven k words, and it has a little over four thousand hits on it. And it deserves more. In my honest opinion, this author is extremely good. So yeah, if you wanna if you wanna marinate in uh, pain like I I like to do, you wanna take some psychic damage. I highly recommend this one.
0: (laughs) Yes, there you have it. Go stew in despair.
1: (laughs) All right. Shall we rate the episode?
0: Let's rate the episode. Wonderful.
1: What would you think, Jordan?
0: I think it's honestly probably my favorite Supernatural episode
1: Mm, to date.
0: Wow. I don't know. Well, I have to think. I did really like the last Ghost Hunter, Ghost Facers one. (laughs) Love that. It's my favorite plot relevant episode. Gotcha. Um, So I'm going to give it a five out of five salt gargles. (laughs) That's so gross. What about you, Allie?
2: Yeah, I love this episode. I think, I mean, fun's not the right word for it by any means, because it is a lot, <laughs> but I don't think I'd change anything except give Uriel a way to come back. So I will give it five out of five, injecting holy water straight to your veins. Incredible. I am also giving this a five out of five because
1: it's it's just so perfect. It's just so good. I don't know. I like. There's nothing else to ask of this episode. Mm-hmm. I just love That's it. Good. <laughs> five out of five. Inexplicable starved David's.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, Jordan. What next? You've been you've been teasing us with your mm-hmm. your thoughts. I want to know.
0: And now I'm trying to remember what I wanted to say. I know one of them was. <laughs> is one of my favorite parts of this episode was the revelation that Dean was the catalyst for breaking the first seal. And I think Sam is going to be the catalyst for breaking the final seal. Mm-hmm. I think Ooh. that's what his powers are leading up to. I think Lilith is going to be the final seal. And Sam killing Lilith is what's going to resurrect Lucifer. Incredible, Which I very much look forward to. Big drama. Um, lighter note of predictions I think like because there's so, like so many big things happen at the end of this episode like Dean now knows that Sam has been running and hiding with Ruby to increase his demon powers mm-hmm. I'm guessing that next episode is gonna unfortunately be like a flashback mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. a weird bottleneck episode something where we're gonna take a step back from the main story which makes me so a sad A bottle episode! It. <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> i could be wrong but i just get that feeling because i don't know i feel like i have a pretty good idea of what this show's pacing is like yeah now.
1: you honestly like understand the rhythm
0: of this show so well
1: i love i love it <laughs> i love your brain
0: <laughs> they're like plot episode three non-plot plot episode they really like to do that <laughs> yeah and then occasionally they'll give us two plot episodes back to back but then we got to take a yeah. step back But Mm -hmm. I think we're going to get right back into it real soon. Um, Do I have any other predictions for Dean or Sam? I don't... I'm still not really sure how Anna is going to fit into this all. I do think that now Castiel is going to be able to work a lot more closely with the boys, which I really look forward to. Yeah. Since Uriel's gone, I do think uh, Sam is going to... Oh, yes, that was my other prediction. So Sam... I think there's going to be a point that if he drinks too much demon blood, he is actually going to become a demon. And I think that was probably Azazel's plan, was to create, like, a human-demon hybrid. And so I think we're going to have to, like, detox Sam or something, because I think there's going (laughs) to get to a point where he's not going to be able to be pulled back. Like, he will be a demon, which sounds really fun. Just let him be a demon. (laughs) Being a human is overrated.
1: Let Sam be evil just let him do it
0: <laughs> <laughs> what else does he have going on right
1: true just let him go
0: kind of live his evil fantasy it's his villain era
1: exactly and good for him
0: but yeah i think that's it for me
1: all right well i'm very excited to see what's going on next and to see how you feel about the last like five episodes of the season We're so close
0: so close
1: thanks for tuning in to on the road with supernatural our theme music was composed by anthony ployhart and special thanks to sophia london for our logo if you're having fun hit us up on tumblr instagram or twitter at otr supernatural or contact us by email at on with supernatural at gmail.com with any questions or feedback that's all for today see you next time somewhere in the midwest <laughs> of the united <laughs> states
0: but not really any specific location. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.